0: And you know, when I started this podcast, I had so many questions, so many questions. How I get this off the ground? Who's going to be listening to this? Who are the people that I'm going to connect with? Man, I just start scratching my head. And there was a lot of podcasters around that, you know, often they would do this and they would do that, but it was always with a price tag. What if I introduce this to you? Something that is 100% free with ridiculous ways how easy it is to just press a button, say a few words, bam. You said, click it, hit the next button, add some music to it, you're live. People hearing you all over the world. They got places that you wouldn't even think they would reach out and they do this for free. Hey, let me hit you with something else. If you think that's good, 100% free, what if I told you you could make a little money? What if I told you that there's a way that they set you up with sponsors? Yes, I'm sorry I say sponsors that pay you that they can advertise their stuff on your podcast. They do that for you. Let let me just break this down to you. Right now, I'm getting paid for you listening to me read this to you. That's right. I'm reading it right to you. And as you're listening, ching, 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 I'm getting some money. Hey, join me on Anchor. A-N-C-H-O-R. Download it, baby. Or just go ahead to Anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. Did I say dot? Yes, I did. Dot F-M. Do it. Morning Tea. Let's take a sip. Morning Tea is a form created to share one's thoughts and views, to provide thoughtful, provocative conversation, to assist one in making the necessary adjustments as they cope with life challenges. By no means does this podcast attempt to persuade you to see things as I do, just an opportunity to look at things from a different perspective. With that being said, if you didn't pour your tea, pour it up. If you already done it, lift up your glass, lift up your cup. Let's take our first sip. If you've been following this podcast, we've been going through the power of love, and we have now came to the last of the 3 series. The first was loving oneself where we talked about how can you even embrace love if you can't embrace the love that is in you? And we talked about the different things that you may encounter in trying to do that. Then the second part was searching for love, and we talked about finding the characteristics of who you are and what style of love that you could be looking for or gravitating to? Um, what are some of the steps that you take to protect yourself and some of the steps you take to loose yourself? We talked about being on a roller coaster. Well, now we have come to the place where we've been on a roller coaster. We have got off the roller coaster, good or bad, but we're now looking back to our time that we are have been in love or we're currently in. So with that being said, I believe that love should be balanced. I believe that it should have its ups and downs and i think you should be able to give some and and save some and then some pour more out and then pour less out i think it should be aware it's a rhythm a rhyme a, a flow a natural flow because if you're not careful you'll you lose yourself in love let me explain this love is emotion that drives you to do things that without thought would appear to be the right thing to do ideal you'll find yourself giving more of yourself just to please another. And in doing so, you might end up losing yourself. Y'all say, well, I know I'm all in control of this. But everyone that's ever had a broken, quote, heart, you know that there has been a time where you felt that you gave everything that you could and then some to this individual. And then when it was time for you to reciprocate that, you got the short end of the stick. Or you asked yourself, well, I thought he or she loved me so much then how did we part? What went wrong that we had to separate? What was the problem with it? Sometimes we have to understand that love comes in stages. We have to mature in it. We have different stages of love where we have that new love. We have that puppy dog love. We have that forever love and we have that unconditional love. And without going into great details of all three, just know that they come with different stages as you mature, as you grow in the feelings and learning how to embrace these emotions. We have to sit back and find the stages that we're in because sometimes you'll get in a place and give someone unconditional love when they should have got the puppy dog love or should have got their intermediate love. It's stages that we have to do, and we need to always be checking ourselves as we go forth. Um love causes you to be uh, to go against your gut feelings because it feels like the right thing to do you have these gut feelings you have these these thoughts that tell you no no no, no. but then you'll say, well, my heart was telling me you should do this but everything in my mind was telling me not. but what you do is out you'll you'll close your mind down and then you'll go forth and run with your heart and then later on down the road you'll realize that you're hurting you'll realize that this didn't work the way that you want it to work you'll find yourself sitting there lost trying to figure out the right thing to do because you gave so much of yourself when your mind was saying pull back then that thing called pain comes into play pain is is just as bad as love because they offset each other you can love me or you can painfully use me pain reminds you that you have emotions that you try to cover up that you don't want to explode in a manner that you can't control because pain causes grief it causes moments of re- returning to these these segments wait a minute but don't love do that don't love have you reminded about how good things were and the tingling sensation that you got with just the mere thought of them that same stimulus that you get when they're close hmm doesn't pain do the same thing? It reminds you why you need to leave this person alone. It reminds you of how much you you you, you, you dislike the emotional uh, uh, outbursts that you have, those little tingling sensations, how you dread that they even exist. Um, but where do you decide or when do you decide when pain outweighs your excitement and love? When does that happen? Because I don't care who you are in the course of time. If you're loving somebody, there will be some times where you're going to find or question the fact why you've given so much of yourself to this individual. You're going to question if this person gives you what you need, but it should be just a moment. People say you fall in and out of love. I wouldn't say you fall in and out of love. I just think you come to places where you have to stop and reevaluate your position. People have been married for years and they say, I'm not in love with them, but I love them. See, in love and love is two different cycles. And we're not going to go through all that because we could be here all day talking about that because we'll have a lot of people getting on here and saying that's not true or it is so or whatever. That's not the point. The point is that I'm just trying to get you to think. Pause. Take a sip. Love, I feel, is something that should be managed. Love should should, should not cause you to lose your sense. Should cause you to... Lose your natural God-given sense to see what's the difference between right and wrong. Love is something that should be embraced, that should be shared. Love should not be predicated on how someone else feels. Love should be about coming together in unity and starting the heartbeat of each other. A drum line, as I told you, a rhythm of a, or a cadence that carries you throughout the day. One that you desire to be close to or can't wait to. Uh, respond to the impulses of their sweet voice or touch soft touch you can see this in your child as well you love your kid and I believe most of us love our kid unconditionally because that's the only thing that that we were willing to give our lives up is for our kids most of us it's amazing how your kid can do some bad things to you but you're still going to love them and you're still going to be in love with them. Maybe it's because that natural bonding because they come from your seed or from your loins and you feel obligated to do so. That's unconditioned. But you love this male or this female in such a way, but it has guidelines. Well, maybe they do and maybe they don't because there are some people that have unconditioned love for their mates and they're willing to give their life up for them jump inside of a moving uh, a train or a bullet just so that they can live. Many times I've been to the hospital where people are on these life support systems and I hear the family members say, I will give anything that they would live even if it means that I would die. And I was saying that's a great sacrifice of love. But wouldn't it be the same if you gave up your life so they can live? Wouldn't they be absent because you're gone? so both ways a love is torn why can't we just love the fact that we were able to love them we have pain we have grief but love is love isn't it hmm carrying on sip up love should always have room for development love should always have room for development what do I mean by that don't go in wholeheartedly into anything. Do your evaluation. Take your time to review the situation. Make sure that what you're giving is something that you're comfortable with giving. Because you know, once you start giving out love, it, it just flows. It doesn't stop. It just, just starts spruing out like water, like a hose, a faucet that you can't cut off the valve It just start pouring out. And it keeps going more and more and more and more until it's this full throttle, all this water just going all over the place. Let's just back up. What if you control the valve that lets out the water? Water has to continue to drip. But at what level do you let it go out? In some cases, you should just have a small drip. Let that person earn your love. Let that person respect your love. And let that person respect the person who is giving the love or respect the person who you're reciprocating the love from. Let them learn you. And stop always giving all of yourself to them first. Let them show you that they're they're worthy of this thing called love from you. This is a precious gift. I'm not talking about intimacy. I'm talking about love without touching me, without breathing on me. The love that I depend on that I can receive from you. Small drip. And when they have shown you that they're able to, 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 to secure this feeling of yours and they can embrace these, these emotional uh, uh, moments that you're going to share with them, then you turn the water up a open up a little more of the valve and the water becomes now becomes a steady stream and as you're growing together you're seeing things happening and you're opening yourself up stop and see if you have too much water in because you always can turn it back a little bit try that before you turn it on. all we know is once we turn the water on we want to hurry up and get it till it opens up the floodgates what if we take it in stages why don't we sit back and take the time to make sure that every step that we're taking, this person is rightful, rightful to re- <clears throat> excuse me, receive this. What what if we sit back and say, you know what, I want to love you with everything, but it's going to take a little time. Just like most of you women who date men who have been hurt before, when you go back and enter into a relationship with another person, you give them this set or unconditional 60, 90, 120 days or whatever it is. I remember Steve Harvey talking about it in his book where people should have a 60, 90 day cycle of dating so you can understand who this person is. How many of us abide by that rule? How many sit back and say, you know what? Before I start pouring all myself out, let me make sure that they went through the first 30 days, 60s. One thing I think is when you're brokenhearted and you find somebody that stimulates the thought in your mind and you find some comfort in them, you don't know how to keep those, those barriers up. Soon as things so good, you pull it down and there you go right back into place. You know why? Because you never took the time to analyze why that first relationship failed. Why it was so easy for you to give so much of yourself to them and were you comfortable with that? Love calls you to reevaluate yourself too. Because the next person who comes, they're going to have to deal with the pain from your, your love that you gave out to somebody who you felt at that time was worthy. But when the relationship ends, you say they were not worthy of such a thing. I don't know. Dealing with love calls you to look at things from all different aspects. But shouldn't you be doing this anyway? When you decided to get into this relationship, didn't you look at the pros and cons? Did you ever stop and see if you're ready to love? Are you ready to give this of yourself? And did you back up and say, well, maybe the reason why I failed is because I never learned how to love me. I was so caught up in loving them. I never loved myself. Or I was so caught up in trying to obtain love that I didn't realize I already had love and love that I needed was in me. Let me feel the void of emptiness in me first before I start you know, looking after somebody else. I don't know. Dealing with love brings us a lot of issues up. We could probably go on and on and on and on with this, but at the end of the day, it boils down to you. It's what you wanna do. It's how you wanna deal with life. I'm just saying, if you wanna avoid so much pain in your life, then take the time to reevaluate your steps when you start dating, when you start releasing these emotional things. And before you start desiring this person in a more intimate setting, make sure this is something that you're ready to do. Because once that love starts brewing out, it's hard to cut off. And when you do cut it off, sometimes it's a little too late and you become hurt. And then you making these scars, these emotional scars that somebody going to have to come back and... Heal those first before they can even get to the trueness that who you are. In other words, you can have a lot of scar tissue unless he's a surgeon and he knows how to operate in a professional manner when it comes to you. He always gonna have a uphill battle or she can always have a uphill battle trying to deal with these emotional scars that you have allowed to happen because you turned the water wide open, the floodgates were open and you didn't have any safety valves. As I told you before in part two, we got different positions where we need safety valves, different characteristics that requires certain things. Find out where you are. Look back over the first two uh, series and see, or segments, and see if that applies to you. You can always go back and look over these and you can evaluate them over and over and over again. All I'm just saying to you, I'm not telling you to see it the way I do. I just want you to see it and you come up with the right rhyme or reason for yourself. Remember, It's just an opportunity to look at things from a different perspective. Yay, let's take a sip. I want to thank you for sharing your most valuable time with me. We pray that this session has provoked a thought that opened your eyes to an ideal, which stimulates the mind to take action. You are one of unlimited possibilities. Take advantage of all opportunities to create a better you. Did you take your sip? I took mine. I want you to have a great day. If you don't do anything else, you be blessed.